Yo, what is up, guys? And welcome to episode 35 of Excuse the Miamians. Today is October 24th, 2023. And I cannot lie, I have, I'm super happy because I'm not recording this after a Dolphins loss where I'm a little sadder in my feelings. And I actually get to go over here and see what went wrong for the Dolphins and what went right. And at the same time, I'm obviously glad that I skipped Overreaction Monday. Because there's a lot of people, I mean, you watch the game and then right when you turn on to, I guess, Sports Center, ESPN, listen to radio, whatever it is, people are overreacting already. So everybody's saying that the Dolphins are not a top five team anymore, that the Dolphins can't beat a good team. And I didn't know that the Dolphins made their own schedule. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think that they would be able to put, you know, the, the Chargers or all these teams that the Patriots teams that haven't had a winning record on their schedule i didn't know that the dolphins single-handedly told the nfl please give us the easiest schedule like come on guys before the season started i think the dolphins had the the toughest schedule and then as i said earlier right in like earlier episodes you got to let time pass by and then teams will either start losing start winning and you don't know how this nfl season is going to look so at the start you could have the hardest schedule but during the i mean the way it'll play out doesn't you know whatever their record was last year it won't resemble to this year it's a new season it's you know new players new coaching staff sometimes and that's just what happened to the Dolphins. We had the number one hardest schedule. And then you look at into this season. Now all the teams that we played, I mean, they've had losing records. I think they're like a, a, a combined six and 20 or something like that in, in, you know, for the season. So it is what it is. I mean, Miami just has to play whoever's in front of their schedule. And I knew that when we went to Philadelphia, they were going to be playing a huge, huge team. I mean, one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. I mean, we saw the 49ers. They've been a little bit of a slump ever since I thought they were the best team. In my opinion, they're the best, the second best team. Right now, the Eagles probably take that spot. But, you know, the Dolphins, at one point in the game, in the third quarter, entering the third quarter, I'm not entering, probably ending the third, uh, the third quarter, it was 17-17. The Dolphins almost went into Philadelphia and played with a really, really depleted roster. But before I talk about our roster, I mean, I just want to talk about the officiating. How bad was that officiating? I, I don't know if you're a, a Dolphins fan, an Eagles fan, or just an, a fan of the NFL in general, but there's no way that you can tell me that the Miami Dolphins had 10 penalties, but the Philadelphia Eagles had zero. There's just no way you can tell me that. There's plays on the internet. And I know sometimes officiating, it's hard for you to see a play and say, oh yeah, that's a foul or this isn't foul. Usually if you if you watch sports, you know, referees or umpires or whatever, it's going to be very crucial to the game. And it's something critical that happens in every single sports game. If you watch NBA finals or Super Bowls or just playoff games in general, sometimes games are decided by referees at the end because of a bad call. And it sort of really, really sucks. I mean, I'm one of those people that think Dak actually caught that ball against, you know, when the Cowboys were playing and they ended up saying, no, he didn't. So it was like one of those plays. It's like, wow, that could have gone another way and that team could have won. So the way it was, I mean, for the Dolphins, it didn't go their way. I mean, it was in favor of Philadelphia. They had zero penalties compared to Dolphins 10 or 11. And what was wild is that if you were watching that game, you know, there's parts where Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, they're attacking Jalen Hurts in their D-line and they are getting held by the neck. I mean, even Baker, there was one play where he goes in on a running play for the Eagles. He goes in to stop that play and then he gets like 
UFC'd. I don't know what just happened there, but he just had him on a chokehold, brings him down, and I'm like, what is going on here? The plays were not being called, and then there was one play where, you know, Tua has the ball, he hikes it, throws it to the side, and my man, how was the referee right behind that play not seeing that it's an obvious face mask on a fourth down? I mean, you're going to be right next to that touchdown. You're going to be right there to score. And you could have probably ended up getting the lead or winning the game. I mean, not winning the game because it was the third quarter, but at least making the game a little bit more interesting. You know, those are plays that you have to go in, and I think the NFL has to clean that up. And I'm, I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but supposedly they're saying that that entire referee, like the the, the team that they had there, was not being, you know, they, they couldn't. I think it was an ACC game. They couldn't referee an ACC game because of favoritism. So I was like, wow, now that that's coming to the light, you got to think to yourself, I mean, you can't let a referee that roots for one team just be there. But I'm not going to go out and put that blame on, you know, we lost fair and square. It is what it is. And the bro- brotherly shove, it's there's no way around it. I don't know if the NFL is going to end up going into it. I know that they're thinking about banning it. But if it's a legal play, you got to feel good for Philadelphia. I mean, you got to keep doing it. Nobody in the league is being able to do what you do. So you got to give Philadelphia props for doing the brotherly shove. You know, you got to give it to them. They keep getting the thing about it is if it's third and if it's fourth and one, it's hard to stop the Eagles. They're going to just go in there and they're going to do it every single time. I remember that there was a play deep in their end zone and they're just there fourth and one easy. Just bring out your offense, do that play, and keep the drive going. And ultimately, that was the drive that ended the Dolphins' chances of winning that game. So, got to give it to them. But anyway, we're going to be going over some stats. There was a lot of things to talk about. Tua, 23 for 32, 216 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Raheem Mostert, it was very tough for the Dolphins to play a good game offensively when you can't even get your rushing right. And he only had nine carries for 45 yards. And then receiving Tyreek Hill still did his thing. But there was one play where he did have the ball. He could have scored a touchdown. And it could have obviously helped us out a lot. I mean, it just he just dropped it. It's like if he didn't pay attention to the ball in that moment, he was just trying to, you know, run first, try to get that touchdown. But it is what it is. I mean, he still had a good game. 11 receptions, 88 yards, one touchdown. Jalen Waddle. We're going to talk talk about him for a bit, but he had six receptions, 63 yards, and no touchdowns. The defense for the Dolphins, Bradley Chubb actually showed up. He got two sacks. He did really, really good. I think he even forced the fumble. Jerome Baker ended up getting a pick six touchdown as well. It was crazy. And Javon Holland, we'll talk about him for a bit. Christian Wilkins, he has to clean up all those penalties. I mean, if you see where the blue line is or wherever, they're, wherever the Eagles are hiking the ball, you can't have your hand on top of the ball pretty much and he got called i think it was like three times for for uh not false start but for you know offsides so it really that I mean that was one of those plays that come on man you got to clean that up i mean if you're one of the best players on that team you got to do it kick return braxton burials amazing i mean he did really really well he had 105 yards returning so that was good he had four uh returns so that was good for us and jason sanders he hit one for one field goal he had a what's it called uh just a 40 yard kick and that's pretty much all the dolphins did but if we're gonna look at the eagle side jalen hurts 23 for 31 279 yards two touchdowns one interception he did have his little runs i mean he he went 11 carries 21 yards deandre swift for the for the eagles went 15 for 62 zero touchdowns and receiving aj brown man that guy is a monster 
We'll talk about that in a little bit. He had 10 receptions, 137 yards, one touchdown. Dallas Goder, if I'm saying that correctly, had five receptions, 77 yards, one touchdown. Devontae Smith had a couple great catches for that team. Four receptions, 49 yards, no touchdowns. And Julio Jones had just gotten signed. He only got one uh, one catch for three yards, but it's nice to see Julio Jones back out there. Their, off their defensive line did not let the Miami Dolphins do absolutely nothing. It was like we just got babied up at the front. But the total yards, Dolphins had 244. The Eagles had 355. We only had 199 yard passing yards. The Eagles had 256. 45 rushing yards for the Dolphins, 99 for the Eagles. And, I mean, if you the, the, the main part of this game was the Dolphins had 23 minutes of time of possession. The Eagles had 36. That is pretty much where the game ended up just dominating us. You know, the Eagles, they got the ball. They had six, seven, eight-minute drives, and that's just going to make the Dolphins' offense stale. You already know about the Dolphins. We play really quickly compared to every other team. We like to just go, run, throw, quick, and we'll, we'll have the possession for like three minutes and score a touchdown. But it, it was different on this game. I mean, they only scored one touchdown offensively, and if you're thinking about it, it had a lot to do with the O-line. Their D-line was really, really good compared to our O-line, but everybody on our side is injured. And injuries did play a huge factor. I, I Like I said earlier, I don't like to go out there and say, oh, it was because of injuries or whatnot, but the Dolphins did hang around. I'm going to read to you a bunch of players that were out. So Jalen Ramsey didn't play. Xavier Howard did not play either. I mean, that was one of those late scratches where I was like, man, it's going to be hard to win out here if we do not have Xavier Howard. Devon Achan obviously did not play. Teron Armstead not playing. Connor Williams, our center, not playing. Those are two huge factors for our O-line. When you have Teron Armstead and Connor Williams and even Isaiah Wynn, he got out. So it was like, those are three of your of your of your line players. You need them there. No wonder we got babied. I mean, it is. I mean, obviously we lose the game. I'm not trying to blame injuries, but man, when you don't have your key players, you're probably gonna end up losing that game. You know, ten out of ten times. Then Jalen Waddle got injured and he was having back problems the entire game. He ended up going out for half a game, and then David Long Jr. out for half the game as well. It's crazy because. When you saw Jalen Waddle collide with another Dolphins player, Jalen Waddle ended up, I mean, not Jalen Waddle, sorry, uh, Javon Holland, he collided with another Dolphins player. And he was going out of the game for a concussion protocol. He came back in. The next day, he said, No, I got a concussion. So he ended up not, you know, right now he's in concussion protocol. We don't know if he's going to be there for the, for, the, for the Patriots game, but I'm a little scared for the Patriots game. Let's be real here. We have a lot of players that are injured right now. And you don't know if Connor Williams is going to be back. I know that I th I'm not sure if Teron Armstead can play next game because I think it's his last IR game. So we're not going to have him. Maybe Isaiah Wynn won't be back. It's just, it's going to be bad if our if our defense is not good. Because if you just saw what the, the Patriots did to the Eagles, I mean to the, to the Bills, you don't want that to happen to the Dolphins. I think next game is one of those games that the Dolphins could win and they still won't get Flowers you know, because it's just a bad team in the Patriots. But then we got to go to Kansas. I mean, uh, to, in Germany, we have to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And you're just wondering, can the Dolphins maintain this high-level play without a lot of key defensive players out? So maybe the Dolphins get Jalen Ramsey back for this week. We don't know. But 
Anyway, sorry if I got a little bit off topic. We're going to be talking a little bit more about the game. So the first uh, the first quarter started off just 3-3. We had two field goals, one by Jake Elliott for the Eagles. Then the Dolphins had their own with Jason Sanders. A touchdown pass from Jalen Hurts in the second quarter to Dallas Goder. It was 10-3. Uh, then Jalen Hurts, with three minutes left, ends up doing a one-yard run, 17-3. And you're thinking the Dolphins need a score here because they get the ball at the second half. That's exactly what they did. A beautiful pass from Tua, by the way, to Tyreek. It was one of those great plays where it looked just identical to when he ended up winning a state championship with Alabama, where he just pretty much chucks the ball up. And it was one of those go routes where Tyreek kills, speed kills. And that's what exactly what he did. He just ran past everybody. Then the next one, third quarter, we ended up trying to go, and we would have gotten a nice drive going on. But unfortunately, we ended up getting just destroyed by the refs. Nothing happened. And then, as like I told you, ball doesn't lie. And then you see that uh, Jerome Baker ends up getting a 22-yard pick six interception. And it was 17-17. Wow. And then with 0-15 left, literally 15 seconds left in the third quarter, A.J. Brown gets a touchdown from Jalen Hurts. And it was 24-17. And then in the fourth quarter, just one more touchdown with four minutes remaining. That was pretty much what iced the game. It was 31-17. But the Dolphins had their chances to win this game. Literally, the last play of the third quarter was what pretty much got us out 24-17. I mean, it was 17-17 almost the entire game there. So if we're looking at it, I wouldn't say that the Dolphins lost a bad game. But it wasn't, you know, you want to come out victorious anytime you, you go play away. But... I, I still think it was a, one of those good losses. Uh, everybody was injured. You know, Tua played smart. He got rushed a couple times. He's like, screw it. Let's just fall down. I know that uh, Eichenberg, there was a couple times where he hiked it. It was a low ball. And you're thinking, at least we didn't get a fumble there. But I'm, I'm just glad that everybody um, in, in our, you know, our offensive game is healthy. Be, except for Jalen Water. I hope he gets healthy. But... You know, for the most part, everybody's good there. You're just worried about the defense. And like I said, next game is going to be good because it is the Patriots. And it's one of those games that you cannot take lightly. But 5-2, and two, Dolphins still at the top of the AFC East. I do want to talk a little bit about the NFL because there was a lot of upsets that happened. I mean, let me look this up for a second. A lot of upsets. And yesterday, the 49ers lost to the Vikings 22-17. to I know people are going to say Kirk Cousins, blah, blah, blah. He sucks. But he didn't play the worst game yesterday. He played pretty good. I know he gave up an interception on his second pass of the game. But they went and they, got, they beat one of the best teams in the league. Then we got to talk about this one big time, all right? We had the Patriots beating the Bills 29-25. to And I have to say, every single time that the Dolphins win... The Bills win. Every time we lose, they lose. It's like we can't catch that break where we try to go up a game ahead of them, but it is what it is. Uh, the Chiefs ended up destroying the Chargers 31-17. The Steelers continuing to dominate on defense. They beat the Rams 24-17. I didn't do a Pick'ems episode, but if I did, I would have probably gotten that one wrong because the Rams were playing at home, and the Steelers obviously don't have that a punch, you know, Offensive punch, but it is what it is. The Broncos ended up beating the Packers. I might have gotten that one wrong, too, because the Packers have been in a little bit of a slump lately, so that's crazy. And the Browns ended up winning 39-38, to and I think Deshaun Watson did play that game, but he was injured. Uh, he didn't go back in, so they ended up taking care of business by themselves. And then Falcons ended up beating the Bucks 16-13. to Jaguars took a nice one on Thursday, 31-24, to but besides that, 
oh, and the the I think it was one of the crazier games that nobody was expecting for this to be a blowout. It was the Ravens beating the Lions 38 to 6. That was the crazy one. That was the one that was like, there's just no way. But anyway, next week, Dolphins need to come back. They need to win because after that, they're going to end up playing the Chiefs in Germany. And they better win that game because I know if they don't win that game, the you know the headlines is still going to be, can the Dolphins beat a team, a good team? And then obviously it's going to be their bye weekend going into week 10. So I do like the fact that the bye weekend is on week 10. I mean, it's right there in the middle of the season. If you end up losing that game against uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, at least you get to rest some players. And I think that A-Chan, I mean, I don't think he's coming back for that game. So he'll end up having another week of rest. You got to feel good if you're a Dolphins fan. You're still at the top of the AFC East. A lot of season left to play. And you just want to go into the playoffs if you do make it there healthy. One last bit of news. I know I said that Javon Holland was out with a concussion. So we don't know if he's going to be there. For that, uh, for the for the Patriots game, but one of the crazier stuff is that I don't know if you guys realize, but Hard Knocks was during the preseason. It was the New York Jets, but now the Hard Knocks in season with the Miami Dolphins is gonna be happening on HBO Max, or you can just say Max now. I mean, I don't know why they've changed their HBO so many times, but come on, man, just stick to one streaming service name. You guys, you guys are confusing me. But it is what it is. The Dolphins are going to be on hard knocks. And I don't know if this is a good thing for the Dolphins or a bad thing. Because I know that a lot of people, I mean, looking, you know, Tyree Kill. And then you're going to have players like Christian Wilkins. I mean, they're going to be happy. They're going to be looking at the camera every single time doing a bunch of stuff. But, you know, Tua is more of a, one of those private people that doesn't like to show his life off a lot. Uh, Mike McDonald's going to be really, really funny to, to watch there on the show. And you're just wondering if this is going to affect the team. I know the cameras are following you everywhere and you're not going to be able to go inside the locker room most likely. But, you know, some things are, are going to hopefully help out the Dolphins. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm for one excited because you're able to see what's happening with the Dolphins and it is your team. So you're interested in, in watching that episode. But if it isn't the Dolphins, you're not going to really be paying attention. And usually, I mean, they had the Cardinals, I think it was uh, during the middle of the season last year. I think the Lions were there last year as well, but the Lions didn't have the best uh, year. And I mean, the Cardinals, eh, you know, not the best of best teams, but they're actually getting one of the best teams now in the league currently, the Dolphins. I mean, I would say we're still top five. So you're getting a really, really cool insight into a great team. And if you're going to be interested in watching that, I'm going to put it down as a as a as a one of the questions on today's episode. Are you going to be watching Hard Knocks Miami Dolphins in season? So put yes if you are, no if you're not. And that's obviously only for Spotify. But anyway, follow my Twitter at Love Miami Sports. You're going to see the handle at Love Miami Sports, but the name is Excuse the Miamians Podcast. I put it like that. So if anybody wants to listen or follow it or, you know, follow a podcast, I mean, it means a lot. If, before I do continue, I mean, follow the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. We're still at 34 followers. Let's try to reach 50 by the end of the year. I know there's still like three months left, but come on, we're close to 50. So on top of that, once you're on Twitter, click the link tree in the bio and you're going to see everything there. My TikTok, my Instagram. I mean, I just opened those up. So I hopefully you guys follow that. I do make my little pickums predictions out of all those episodes that I end up doing. I will try to have that pickums episode or predictions episode on Thursday. And then as always, I'll either do it on Friday or Saturday talking about it. Miami Heat season starts tomorrow. So I am super excited for that. I'm going to start writing a piece for my website. So if you guys do want to check out the blog, check it out as well. It is in the link tree. But 
we're going to try to get some stuff going on. I'm really, really excited for the future of this, uh, of this channel. And hopefully, uh, maybe one day I'll get a job uh, doing this. You know, I love talking about sports. So, I don't know, man. Fingers crossed. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys on episode 36. Have a good one.